Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Yeah, like I feel I'm learning a skill that I'll be able to use for the rest of my life and it's awesome. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist and damn that feels good to say. And I've teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah's a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. This week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to Lily. Um, she popped into our DMs and she said, this podcast has been a huge source of support and comfort for me as I navigated a really rigorous interview process. And she loved in particular our Art of Storytelling episode, one of our really early ones. And she said it really helped bring her interviews to the next level. And she's just accepted a job offer. Congratulations, Lily. We're doing a little happy dance for you. Yep, we absolutely are. Um, So we've heard from you guys that you want to hear from other people just like you, which is why we bring you career stories. Now, we think that even if you're in a completely different stage of your career, um, a different industry, a different country, there's still so much you can learn by listening to how someone else has gotten to where they're at in their career and how they've made their decisions and dealt with the challenges along the way. So this week, we're here with Chloe, who's made a big career change, and I think will be an inspiration to everyone listening. Welcome, Chloe. Thanks so much for coming on today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, you're here to tell us a bit about your career story, which I think is pretty unique. So let's start at the start. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Were you uh, an astronaut lover? What was your childhood dream? An astronaut lover. That's so specific. I feel like lots of kids want to be astronauts. I don't know. Uh, so when I was in kindy, I, we were doing this activity where you had to put your face on a career, like a police officer or fireman or whatever. But, yeah, I wanted to apparently be a police officer, which – I don't think I'd be that keen to do that now, (laughs) (laughs) given COVID and everything. For sure. But yeah. (laughs) They're such stereotypical like career jobs, aren't they? Like fire, ambulance, police. I don't know why that was like that as a kid. (laughs) Nurse, doctor, like marine biologist. Lots of kids wanted to be that. You can only understand those things as a kid, like because you've seen them before. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's hard to know what other jobs do if you've never met one before 
Yeah, and you think that it's like, oh, it's easy, apply for the job and you're in it. Yeah. But once you get older, it's like, oh, i got to go to uni. <laughs> and do police college. <laughs> so after the police phase, um, what was your work history like? Like did you have casual jobs in high school and stuff and what was the first job that you got into after school? Uh, so I had – my first job was actually at Macca's. Oh, amazing. I think that was A lot everyone's. Of yeah, first job. <laughs> Yeah, so I had that job for about a year and then it was just sort of casual working in like hospitality. Mm. Like I think I got into bar work at like 16, which I didn't think was legal, but I I had someone with me at all times. So then it was, yeah, it was fine. But yeah, I'd been on and off with hospitality and then I think I got into, I went to college. So yeah. I don't know if it's different over there. We've got college for like year 11 and 12. Yeah. So we don't have high school up to year ACT's 11 and 12. Really? So it's, yeah. Yeah. ACT is mm. the same for 11 and 12 is college and then it's, and then it's uni. So they yeah. still have year 11 and 12 though in the ACT. Yeah. They just, but, yeah, it's, just it's just different language and they have like separate yeah, schools. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Learn something new. And then what happened after <laughs> school? Where did you, what did you head into? Uh, so I just, I'm trying to think, It's it was so long ago. <laughs> I went to TAFE and did an animal studies course. Oh. And that was, I think that was a few years ago now. And so I did that because I wanted to sort of be a, a vet or a vet nurse, but vet I didn't do very well with my, I don't know what they're called. When you finish school and you need like a certain like grade or oh, something yeah. to like, be able to like get ATAR into uni. or whatever it's called. Yeah, 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 that. So I didn't have very good ATAR, so I couldn't exactly have the grades to be able to be a vet. And I thought, well, the next thing is probably vet nurse mm. or even like a zookeeper or something. Like I was like, I'm still into my animals. Like I love them so much. Like my dog, his name's Wombat. Oh, that's so <laughs> good. Emma, I feel like that's yeah. something you would do. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually yeah. recently made um, a cat's a cat future cat name list in my phone. Um, I love that. And this is I'm going to read them out. This is so <laughs> relevant. But so the four cats and they're going to be boys. And I'm I'm going to I need them in pairs. So in pairs? they're going to be yeah. So like the first two I get are going to be Dennis and Murphy. Oh my god! Oh my and then god. and then the next one is going to be Murray and Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. They're like really Dougie. old men yeah, names. I know. <laughs> and then if I get a fifth one, I want it to be Keith. I just think having like, Keith. like <laughs> white men names as cats is hilarious. <laughs> um, and also five cats, like at the same time. Yeah. Are you serious? I don't know. Maybe I'll spread it out. That's just, they're I the names two that I is like. just a lot. That's enough. <laughs> Maybe let's just start uh, there. Anyway, little sidetrack. Back to Chloe. So animal lover. <laughs> yeah, did you think so- it TAFE? Yeah, what and what did you do? End up doing once you'd kind of finished that vet studies um, qualification. Uh, so I tried to volunteer at um, Bonnerong. So we've got a wildlife sanctuary down mm. here, and that's also where I did my um, practical mm. at TAFE. So all, like all the classes, you'd even go to Bonnerong. So to do all like the work and everything out there, and yeah, it was did that for a little while and it just sort of, I don't know, they just didn't really, did pick up or anything work-wise and I just sort of died off and I went back into 
back to my my retail job for about a year while working with the company and then I thought I want to go a whole different path and try and get an apprenticeship. Um, I got into formwork carpentry Mm. and then the company went under. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah, which was really crap for heaps of, like, the guys I was working with and girls. Um, Like, we were the first girls to work with the company and we were only there for about three months and then the company just sort of shit itself, went under. Wow. Yeah. And as an apprentice, like you've got to find someone else to take you on, right? Or else you can't continue learning. Yeah. And like it was, it was my first um, full-time job as well. So I was, you know, used, used to the hours and was like, this is wicked. I've never had 40 hour weeks. Mm, And then all of a sudden it was gone. And I just thought like even before, like there were rumors that it was going down and I thought, oh, sort of want to do what I love doing which is painting like I I paint outside of work and it just is so calming and everything like I I just love it Mm. and I thought I wonder if I can make a career out of this so I had a look around and applied for a few places and went to MEGT which they were awesome Mm. with helping like he I went in to just sort of chat with him about signing some paperwork to um, cancel that apprenticeship that I had as the formwork carpentry and she said what do you want to do I see that you've applied you've applied for um mechanic (laughs) another carpentry and I was like I just need a job man (laughs) (laughs) I'll take anything Uh, yeah and like uh, I even like applied for heaps of painting ones and they either didn't get back to me or if they did they said that I wasn't qualified and I thought it's an apprenticeship. Yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed like, to be. There like, are no qualifications. <laughs> yeah, which really like it bumped me out, and I was sort of like, oh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna be stuck without a job. I'm gonna have to go back to retail, mm. and I'm gonna be there, old and grey. <laughs> and that, yeah, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was awesome at MAGT. Got in there, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make a few calls. It'll be fine. And Within the hour, I had a, a trial. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and, amazing! Yeah, and I like I it was basically like a holiday. I had a week off, week in between jobs, and I started on the Monday for a trial. And by I think Tuesday or Wednesday, um, my boss, my current boss now, he said, "Oh, look, you're doing really well. Do you, do you want the job?" And I was like, "Um, yeah." Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was awesome. He took me in and. Yeah, it was wicked. That's awesome. So how long have you been there now? Um, I signed up back in either June or July, so I've been there for a few months now. Yeah, cool. And you've started some of your um, study and things as well? Yeah, so I actually had TAFE last week. Oh, cool. Which was like induction and calculations, which I I shit myself with maths (laughs) and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) This is just going to, it's going to take me more than a week to complete it. And they had assistants that, like, they help you with your maths and everything. Mm. Like, I'm just, I cannot put it on paper. This might be a dumb question, but Uh, how does maths come into painting? Because I I suck at maths, like, I'm so bad at it. But, like, what's the link with the work you do needing maths? I guess dimensions? You'd need to. I don't know. Yeah, sort of like um the area. Mm-hmm. So if you if on the tin, yeah, on the tin, if you get that, you've got to figure out 
like how much paint will cover the square foot. That makes so much sense. Like, that seems so obvious. Yeah. But my brain's like, what are you adding up? Like how many layers? Like I guess. Oh, no, I was like that. My year 10 maths teacher was right. You really do use maths every day in lots of jobs. <laughs> Emma, as a painter, comes to the house with just one tin of paint. It's like, this will work, right? I'll do the whole house. I am, I am ready. <laughs> oh. I mean, to be fair, I don't use maths in my job, so – Unlucky Miss Carberry, it's not to everyone, but <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, no, you're doing great. <laughs> um, so when you had to make that decision, like, you know, you'd been laid off from the carpentry, you had that panic, like, what's next? How did you sort of decide what to do next? Like, did it just come to you that you were like, you were like oh, my God, yes, painting, that's it? Or was there a process where you were brainstorming all the possible ideas? Um, so when I was applying for like quite a few apprenticeships when, while I was working at retail, in retail, um, I just sort of applied for a heap and that's when like the sort of either not get back to me or they, if they did, it was a, a no. And yeah, the carpentry guys, they got back to me and I just thought, oh, I don't know what form work is. Mm-hmm. I had a quick Google cause I thought, I don't know what that <laughs> is. And it just came up with all these like beams and everything and I thought yeah fuck it <laughs> I'll be I'll be right I love that attitude I thought as long just as... give it a go shoot your shot yeah that's so... what that's motto yeah yeah so I did that and because like my original like apprenticeship paint was painting but yeah I just sort of took took the leap yeah <laughs> just yeah the risk just to see what it was like and yeah like and I mean, trades are definitely um, male-dominated industries. Mm-hmm. How do you feel working in the industry? Do you find that there's been good progression, or it's still a bit challenging being a female in trades? Yeah, like I was obviously had to be open-minded when going in to a male-dominant, and I just thought, okay, these blokes are either going to be like, oh, you're a woman, you need to, yeah, just sweep things, whatever, mm, yeah. and like I just. Yeah, was thrown in the deep end, just like all the boys, which I thought was wicked. I thought, cool, they're treating me equal. Yep. They're not going to be like, oh, are you are you okay? Are you alright? Like it was, it was good, but yeah, it was, it was definitely different because obviously, men in trades, they've they've got a mouth on them. <laughs> yeah. Like they just they they don't care. And I just I'm like I'm quite boy like tomboyish anyway. And, yeah, and even, like, my partner, he said, you know, just, you know how blokes talk. And I was like, yeah, I know, because he's a con- – he's well, he works for a concreting company. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, used to all that and sort of prepped me. So Love it. And what do you think, um, you know, would be your advice for other people out there considering taking on a trade – Um, And particularly when they're not at that age of just leaving school, right? Because it took you kind of a few years to work out that that's what you wanted to do. Um, And I think there's a bit of a stigma out there, right, of, of, um, you know, an apprenticeship is something you do when you're 17. Um, What advice would you have for someone who's thinking that that might be the right move for them? Um, Well, I'm 25 and I don't think there's any age restriction with, jobs Mm. like even if it's an apprenticeship a traineeship or anything like that like you don't know unless you don't actually go in and give it your best shot Mm. and yeah like it's the best thing I've ever done like I'm like they say if you what's the quote again the if you're 
love what you do you'll never work a day in your yeah. life yeah and it's like obviously it's got its challenges but it's it's good challenges it, yeah like I feel I'm learning a skill that I'll be able to use for the rest of my life and it's yeah. awesome and working towards something right like with your qualification yeah you know, which is kind of a different feeling to working in retail where you, you don't necessarily get anything at the end of that or have this expertise yeah you've got experience but um you know that studying yeah. towards thing um is really valuable yeah and the skill like from doing calculations at TAFE like I can figure out like how much carpet will have to go in like a square like square meter room like that doesn't make a lot of sense but it does in my head yeah. but yeah like it's a skill that I can take anywhere not just in painting mm. like I can yeah you could renovate really cool. a house with all this knowledge I know I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> so what do you love most about um your career and and about um you know the trade that you chose I just uh I just love painting it's just it just has some kind of calming effect as well it's you know you can if you're working on a job by yourself you can just chuck your headphones mm. in and just it's paint away mindful. or obviously yeah 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 definitely and obviously there's a lot of prep like you're not just slapping paint <laughs> on the wall straight away you gotta you know patch the walls sand them and everything but once it's done it's it's so satisfying like I've got photos on my phone of like a before and after <sighs> of a house that we've been doing and it's Oh, it's so satisfying. I just love it so much. I feel like, yeah, it would be a real <laughs> sense of like achievement, like tangibly looking at something that you've just done, like standing back, like, like dads when they mow the lawn, like, wow, look at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I did I that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and do you have any big career moves on the horizon? Like, do you have a plan, you know, once you finish your apprenticeship, is there anything grand you want to do or you're really content where you are? Yeah. Chloe's painting services. Um, Go out on your yeah, own. That sounds cool. Yeah, like I eventually do want to go out on my own, but the the company that I'm with now, like my boss is awesome, and I just want to, I don't know, stay there for as long as I can, get all the experience. Mm, yeah, I can, and yeah, gain the confidence to open up my own business eventually. Hopefully, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. and did you ever? picture like when you had left school and you were doing you know your animal stuff like did you ever think you would end up here or if we had told that version of yeah. you would they have been so surprised oh they'd be very surprised they'd be like painting I thought you only do that on the weekends so <laughs> like, oh who knew that you could get paid for it wow so <laughs> I guess awesome. it's all about taking that leap you know even if it seems a bit yeah. a bit crazy do it yeah definitely um and What's What would be a last piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? Um, you know, there's a couple of parts to your career story where, you know, you really didn't know what was next, um, a business closing down, um, applying for jobs and not, you know, hearing that you're not qualified. What would be your piece of advice to someone out there who's looking for a job and hasn't really found that right fit yet? Uh, well, stay positive and there's always careers everywhere that you can find and it you know uh, I'm trying to find the right words I'm so bad with my words <laughs> I think a good takeaway from Chloe's yeah. story is that there's no timeline like that mm. classic saying like you know yeah. people say oh I'll be 30 by the time I finish well you're going to be 30 regardless whether you're oh, doing that. what you want to be doing or you're not like mm. I love that idea like, Some, the first mm. time I ever heard that it blew my mind 
Same. Time will yeah, pass anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't start the degree now because I'll be 26 in three years. Well, in three years, you're still going to be 26. Yes. So why don't you just and, have and you're the degree have no you want degree. Right Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's such a, it's yeah, such like, a good way to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reframe because I think we have this, yeah, this predetermined timeline in our heads of when we think we should do things but Mm. as Chloe's proved you can have a huge career change at 25 and be so happy and thriving so and look hey maybe the best time to start it to get you know fast tracked was when you first left school maybe it'd be great if you had worked it out then but the second best time is now yeah I've got like life experience yeah yeah something that the 17 year old they might have it they might not but I mean, you're more likely to have it at 25 more than as a teenager. And you know that that's what you want to do, right? You're, you know, more committed um, to seeing it through and to persisting when the math work um, gets really tough at TAFE. (laughs) Cool. So thank you so much for joining us, Chloe. Um, It was awesome to hear your career story. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show and help them land their dream job. That's how we hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.